Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Goblin Beats, a Goblins Gaming Podcast. Tonight we are continuing our Spell Jammer campaign adventure. Um, lots of fun uh, so far. We've killed lots of different species of things. Um, some of them creepy, most of them weird. Because uh, that's, you know, that's just how Spell Jammer works. And we've been jamming some spells. And I'm not going to finish that sentence. Anyway, um, I am playing Dong Dong. Um, he is a barbarian, uh, and if you've been tuning in, you've, you've uh, probably learned that he's also a plasmoid, which can lead to some interesting situations with ganglia and such. Um, so yeah, I'm out to conquer things and um, rage whenever possible, mostly against the machine. Uh, also joining us tonight is Jesse, who is uh, playing Colonel Mustard. He looks like a hippo, but he's not one. Um, what what, are, what do you call what do you call it again? What's the race again? Gif. Gif. Yeah, that's right. Because we keep getting confused with Gith. So, um, yeah. And if you're if you're drinking while you play, it's even it's even worse. You just don't know if, if you find a Gif or you find a Gith. I don't know. You'll find out when they sever your tie to the astral plane or not. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they look almost identical too. It's like they were separated at birth. Yeah, right. yeah. If it's a if it's a half gift, half gift, is it a gift? Oof. Oof. I don't know. I don't know. Or is it a regift? <laughs> Whatever it is, regifting. Throw it off a cliff because it's ugly. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's an undead gift. Is a regift? Go ahead, club that baby. <laughs> All I know is you're not supposed to look a uh, horse gift in the mouth. <laughs> It's a gift's horse in the mouth. Oh, good night. <laughs> See you guys next week. Uh, I've been out dad joked. Um, that's, that's bad. All right. Yeah. So John's here too. Uh, he's playing Torx Fizzle Stick uh, and his various uh, machine companions, including Ember, Pete, and Wraith. Um, so, yeah. Try not to burn things down. Trying to uphold the uh, the uh, autonome way. All Look, entails. if the creator didn't want things to burn, why did he put oxygen in the universe? It's a great question. Uh, if we ever find him, we'll ask him. Um, yeah. No, he's he's dead. Oh, well, that doesn't mean we can't find him. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then Brandon is here. He is playing, and I may not be saying this correctly because um, I haven't pronounced it before. Brax Tombello. Yeah, Brax Tombello. He looks like some sort of dwarfish, drew. I don't know, cleric thing. I don't know. He's a twilight cleric. Twilight. Cleric. Is he a dwarven twilight cleric? Yes, hill dwarf actually. Sparkly, but I really need to take a moment and speak to the fact that Matt is playing a barbarian. Yeah, this right. is truly a unique time period. Yeah, well, he he did play a barbarian named Alok, son of Abich, uh, in college. <laughs> I did. I mean, it, I mean, I'm not saying this is like the only time, but this is the only time in my memory. Well, since... yeah, no, it's the only time in like 20 years that I played a barbarian. It's true. See? I mean, it's, it's true. This is memorable. 
it's 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 a it's a milestone. Yeah, I don't have spells to keep track of, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, from what I've heard, the, the rumor is that uh, the cleric that Brandon will be playing, unless unlike the one that Ben was playing, Gus, uh, who flew off um, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so he, Brandon will be healing. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, we're looking forward. To, uh, uh, I'm gonna try having some we'll healing. See. Yeah, he has at least the capability. Uh, I mean, as long as I'm not uh, completely distracted and uh, without Adderall or something, my character will probably yeah. heal. Yeah, the potential is there. Um, so that's still a step up. Yeah, <laughs> and, he's actually and... preparing healing spells. That's that's the first step, really. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I exactly. have them prepared. Yeah, we're at least at least down that path. Cool. And then Danny is here, and um, he's gonna throw some stuff at us. He's gonna, uh, you know, read some text. He's gonna move some screens around. Um, probably complain at least once about a role being whispered, and then uh, <laughs> or Jesse's meta character. Now nah, he stopped. Gonna... He stopped complaining about that years ago. It's true. He's... Meta. He's, he's just learned. He's just learned to accept that as fact of life. I don't. I don't know. It's like trying to meta. stop. The, it's like trying to stop the wind blow. Yeah. It's yeah. it's to the point now where I'll even like say, "Hey Jesse, I think you might have missed something here. You can squeak out an extra half point of damage around." <laughs> Don't you have another DA to roll here? <laughs> so yeah. I'm just playing a straight ranger. I don't know what. He's just a hunter. No special anything. I found. Basically, I it's found like a, Chris in our other campaign where he says, "I choose to ignore," and John's like, "Wait, what?" But then he's like, "Jesse said so." Probably it, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, um, I w- yeah, I will say at least with my character, at least he did. He did dive deep and came up with the uh, slasher feat, which was I think inspired on his mm-hmm. part because it, yeah. it gave me an extra point of strength, plus all these other things that when I slash, it's actually. A really good feat. Yeah, but again, I, uh, it's a straightforward barb. Yeah, yeah. that reminds me when Jesse we get back his to the water deep. Fetishes. <laughs> that, now that is a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. It's a real thing. When we get back to the water deep game, Jesse, if if I can remember, and you remind me, I found a published magic item that I think can nearly double your damage output on a round to round basis. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Um, once I hit level five on that guy, it starts getting crazy. Or is it six? I can't remember. It's probably on oh, that. You look like you're in trouble. All right. So last time uh, we played, you guys had made it successfully to Topolis Tower. Um, your friend, Commodore Crux, had led you there on his ship in hopes of uh, getting a map to Doom Space. Yes. Were the evil Astral Elven Xerixian Empires based? Uh, you all remember that you want to go there and kick them all in the nuts for destroying your planet. If elves have those. Uh, that's what I was about to say. Do Astral Elves have nuts? I think they uh, have astracles instead of testicles. They're, <laughs> <laughs> They're basically the same. <clears throat> uh, they just don't descend. Anyway... Um, <laughs> what is dying. happening? That's dying <laughs> over there. Uh, 
So uh, you made Next it to Tolosta. Next character, I'm going I'm to be a half astral elf, and I'm just going <laughs> to not care about anything. We're just going to have <laughs> underachieve. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Uh, inspiration for John. Inspiration for John. <laughs> Boom. Enough <laughs> acting tonight. <laughs> So you made it there, oh, even though okay. you got uh, you got almost killed by the uh, cephalo, cephalo man. You, you only survived because of Jesse's heroic non-giving up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your ship's kind of like borked anyway, because a spell timing helm got fried. Yeah. So uh, whose fault was that? It, we were attacked. FYI, in this campaign, Brandon, we get attacked. Three or four times in a row, hey, back Brandon, to back to back. Brandon, just your, your character. You need to drag me there. on there. You need to drag me on there. Sorry. <laughs> your character is not there yet. I have no idea why I saw, and I'm not going to remember it. So yeah, don't so, worry. So all all I know is that we're supposed to hunt down a, a gigantic void scaver named Big Mama. Yes. Yeah. What's a void scaver? Uh, you'll find out. Oh, hey, never mind. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't you, know. you probably don't want to know. There's a handout. If I'm not mistaken. So, um, because you have a few more days until the spell jamming helm starts working, Topola just lets you guys hang out, play squash with the autonomes, uh, have, you know, she makes omelets of different sorts. No, no, do not squash autonomes. We have rights. Sorry, everybody's playing squash with them. Of course you have, air quotes, rights. And lefts. It's by design. Exactly. Um, but anyway, on the last day you're there, you're all getting ready to uh, get back on the jolly boat and or back across to uh, the second wind. At this point, you've had uh, Miller time go and work with the other uh, Hadozi to get the ship in ship shape, uh, buff the treant, you know, clean the cells, <laughs> those sorts of things. No. <clears throat> And you see a uh, just like a hunk of rock with a, a dwarf kind of like just holding onto it like this as he slowly spins, spinning through space, uh, maybe a hundred feet past uh, past the edge of Topolis Tower rock. Uh, Brandon, would you like to describe this rock hug this rock hugging hill dwarf? Or can you even hear me? Um, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so uh, he is, uh, I guess, hugging a rock, floating in space, and uh, I mean, he's got um, neutral color robes. I mean, he's a Twilight cleric, so he's not too fancy, but uh, he probably has a um, expression of complete confusion and terror on his face right now, and has no idea what's going on. But he's holding on to the one thing that is at least tangible, and that's a rock. Yeah, you feel like uh, based on how lightheaded you are, you got about three or four more breaths worth of air on that rock, and then you're done. Oh yeah, that sucks. I hate that moment. So, uh, I mean, so if somebody can give you a few more breaths, I appreciate it. Do you make any rope? You, you tell me you guys don't have a tractor beam or something? No, we got plenty of rope. Remember we tethered that whale. 
Oh, yeah. We did. I've got a grappling hook and rope. There you go. Yep. You can make an athletics check to grapple a dwarf. Yeah, uh, why don't you uh, assist me, Colonel Mustarde? And I'll try to see if I can rope this guy. Okay. Can't believe you named a character Colonel Mustard. It's Mustarde. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Twenty-one. Right. At twenty-one, you hook the rock and drag it in. Um, it gets uh, close enough to the tower and the asteroid that it uh, hits the gravity plane. And Brax, I need you to make me a uh, an acrobatics check. Oh, really? You're on as a dwarf? An acrobatic dwarf? Really? Yeah. I'm not sure there ever has been one, ever. It's DC, it's DC but 10. But I'm going to try. It's DC 10. You're just trying to Let's not say. land under the rock. That's your goal. Can I give myself uh, guidance? Maybe no, first? you can't, because you can't breathe. Let's see. It's DC 10 acrobatics check. All right, here it goes. Mm. <laughs> so, okay, so he what lands. What were you expecting? Who he puts lands dexterity <laughs> points on a dwarf? He lands with the rock on top of him and takes nine hit points of damage. Um, Oi! I won't, I won't make anyone roll to uh, to get the rock off of him. You can do it all working together um, after a, a minute or two. Okay, Tor- Torx goes over and sprays him with uh, fire extinguisher foam. <laughs> nice. Oh, 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 still can't breathe. What the? What in the nine hells? All right. I have not yet encountered a creature like this. <clears throat> uh, Brandon, my, my gut instinct is to make your character from the same uh, planet as them, and you fell asleep on a... I call it on the ground, and one of those vines that shot up into space just launched you. Oh yeah, one of those vines that. So so you don't you what don't know anything. Fuck? All you know is you you got drunk and went to sleep on a on a hill, and uh, you woke up in space. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much every spacefaring dwarf's uh, yeah. initial experience. Okay. Yeah, somewhere around six hours ago, you woke up in space going about a hundred thousand miles an hour, and you're not sure what happened. Damn it. Yeah, right. so uh, Brax is, uh, as soon as he's able to actually take a real breath for the first time, is uh, going to do his best to get into like, some type of defensive stance. Um, while under a rock? And then, I'm, I mean, yeah, uh, while under a rock, after a rock's removed, either way, just trying to gather what he can from what the heck is going on. I'm going to say... It's as far as I'm concerned, it's totally up to all of you whether you had ever seen this dwarf before since he is from the same planet. I have never seen this dwarf before. Mm. And you're lost. I'm not sure I've ever seen a dwarf before at all. Who are you and why do you intend? Um. I don't know, we just, uh, saved you. What am I talking? <laughs> we... Save me, didn't you bring me here? If he keeps uh, yelling like that, I say we kill him. 
So, okay. So here's what you remember, Brandon, is uh, the last few days have been pretty bad. Yeah. Um, these giant crystalline vines kept popping up out of the ground. You were making your way south uh, along Last Gap Bay, which is on the doomed coast, by the way. Um, Definitely and, uh, yeah, you heard you heard something about there was some resistance in the small town of La Petite Oshit, and you wanted to uh, to try and join that. But before you got there, you woke up flying through space. How about that? Does that work for you? Yeah. All right. If any of you all guys right. remember at all, that's where, that's where you were at the beginning. Yeah. The... Yeah. Yeah. No, La Petite Oshit, I remember. Distinctly. Yeah. All right. Which one of you brought me here? Um, that would that'd be Dong Dong, right? Because he used the grappling hook. I mean, I dragged you to safety, if that's what you're talking about. Safety. I was fine and happily in a drunken stupor before I came here. <clears throat> uh, so, so anyway. now that you've got you've gotten your bearings, uh, you see uh, several what appear to be uh, robot, not metal gnome people, two hippo people, a human woman, and a pile of ooze that's talking to you. Ah, I get it now. It's a dream. All right, this is a bad nightmare. I'm going to wake up, and uh, all of you won't be here anymore. And um, I just need to finish it, and I'll be happier when I wake up. All right. The Good human, night. Dream to y'all, whatever it is. The human woman, who now you notice has wizard robes on and a wizard hat that has a bird's nest with eggs in it, says, mm-hmm. that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> Uh, Who's the human wizard dream. woman? Topola. Topola. Yeah, it's her, it's her tower. tower. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, she says, that's um, right. Well, you're welcome to stay here, my uh, bearded friend, if you would like, or you can uh, you can uh, go with the rest of these fellows. They're uh, going somewhere to try and like stop the elves that created some giant space vines that destroyed their planet. Ah. Uh. Sounds about right for my dreams. So uh, I'll I'll be here for a little while, and then uh, I'll wake up, and then we'll all be done. So uh, whatever, let's 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 just go with it. Was your planet also attacked by giant crystalline vines? According to the stream, yes. So <laughs> all right, <laughs> she says. Well, the elves who are responsible, they're going to go and talk to them and try to make them fix it. I guess you could go with them. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, oh, I am no longer drinking. I'm not. I'm no longer drinking that stuff ever again. That's the last time. <laughs> That's fair. Well, my confused dwarven friend. Uh, if you're from La Petite Oshit, I wonder if you ran into one of my former safari buddies out in the doomed area. His name was Brax. I, he looked just like you. I've never met another Brax before, but also I have uh, no idea what petite shit place is that you're talking about, but I'm <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> it's a wonderful place. 
That was the that was the town what you, you experienced. Heading. That was the town you were heading for. Brax. That was my one attempt to give him an end to know one of us, and then just uh, uh, like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> no, this is totally a dream. Totally a dream. Yeah, yeah. This is, um, yeah. Apparently, when totally you drink super shroom, yeah, super shroom uh, brew IPA, there's more I mean, shroom than IPA. I do remember that the dwarf that was with us on that one adventure was drunk the whole time. So I could imagine if you're confused. Oh, but I can yeah. totally relate with that. But um, you all look the same to me, so you do kind of look familiar. But that would obviously oh well, that's because I'm Colonel, Mas- Colonel, Mas- so. Colonel Mustade. I'm very well known. Obviously, my chic leather yellow coat stands out for most with all my regalia and you know medals and awards and recognitions mm. yeah your cloak looks like piss but i'm sure in the rain it'll wash out well of course everything looks like piss to you because you're always pissed drunk ah really truth right there <laughs> all right uh, commodore crux says this guy seems weird but if you want to drag him along i guess it's fine well if he's anything like the Dwarven fellow that was with us, he came in handy in a pinch, could hold his own, and was much better than that uh, insect thing at healing us. I don't remember an insect thing, but sure. Oh, you went around for that, yeah. You had a bug that healed you? No. Gosh, this is the worst. Sadly, he dream ever had. He, uh, he, he, no lack of the healer. <laughs> yeah, we had a bug who didn't heal us. He was pretty good at uh, uh, creating strange insect hybrids. Mostly. So it sounds like somebody convinced you that a bug could heal you, and you kept it along until you found out it couldn't. Well, he could make dinosaurs appear. It was pretty cool. <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> What's a dinosaur? Crux is still looking around confused. Anyway, uh, we should get to the jolly boat. Get out of here. We did promise Topolo we'd take care of Big Mama. Oh, yes. My somewhat sober, confused friend, why don't you jump on board and we explain to you what Big Mama is? Sober? Is that like sober curious? He's sober curious, yes. All right, so Brax, they walk. You walk along a dock, this rickety dock, with them. What and what appears to be just a void all around, but there's a small, like five-person boat just floating at the end of it, and they try to convince you to hop in one end. Yeah, there's there's, there's six of us now. Out. We're going to squeeze all of us into this uh, little boat. Well, I'm pretty uh, sure Mellor, if I fall off, I'll wake up. So let's let's do it. Uh, Mellor isn't there. Remember, he's he's already on the ship. Yeah, but we got Colonel Crux with us, right? Yeah. Topo's not going. Okay. Yeah, so just, just five of you. Gotcha. She says, good luck and uh, thank you in advance for taking care, care of Big Mama. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for the orrery. Oh, yes. I hope it comes in handy. Yeah. So long and thanks for all the fish. Oh, no. Uh, I, fed, I fed you birds. She walks away. <laughs> no, we're going to hunt the fish. Yeah. Who is going to work the oars? I'm guessing it's going to be the barbarian, but. He's got the uh, most hands. You just need one person? Yep. Okay. Obviously, the barbarian's more handsy, so. 
You were talking about the dwarfs uh, coming in handy and 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 pinching, and uh, Crux didn't seem to like the idea of that. <laughs> so I kind of want a, a handsy dwarf pinching me. I mean, I'm also proficient in, ath- in athletics if I need to. Nope, it's fine. I already have the uh, the barbarian in, in the middle of the boat. So here you are in the boat. You guys are about it's a hundred feet out to your ship. You're about fifty feet along, and everybody roll perception check. Oh no! Right. I mean, I see something big and scary out there. I'm just saying. Holy crap! Yeah, but do you see it in time? That's the question. Orcs does not. Just like I said, anytime we're on any kind of boat Ooh, ship or whatever, Dong Dong is back. perceiving some shit. Dong Dong is all about that perceiving. Sixteen. All right, who? That's everybody, right? Well, let me. Dang. You got a sixteen with a plus nine to that. <clears throat> let me check for Crux. Here. Yeah, that's, I rolled a seven. Crux got an eleven. All right, well, you all failed. What? I failed. Oh. I failed with a nineteen. Yeah, but you needed a twenty-one. Um, Dang. Yeah. That's, hey, this bodes it's, well. It's right here. As the jolly boat approaches the second wind. An enormous jet-black behemoth glides out of the darkness and cosmic dust, its one red eye glowing brightly as its jaws open wide. Long, stringy strands of saliva break off into weightless globs as the ravenous monster descends from above. I've seen this one before. Go for the eye. (laughs) Is this Big Mama? This would have to be Big Mama. And uh, here's a an artist's portrayal of what they saw right before you all died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. Right. Wow, that's, that's, that's at least one, one person accurate. Right. <laughs> that looks, looks like remember a... the exact thing. Yeah. All right. Everyone can roll their initiative, but uh, anyone who, which is all of you, who rolled under 21 doesn't get to act this turn. Oh, no. Anyone who doesn't roll 21, okay. <laughs> now, on the perception check. Which was all of us? It was yes. all of us, yeah. Okay, thought so. That would be correct. Danny, I'm placing Rafe in the square above me, but he's riding my shoulder for now. All right. Let's see. I just need a Brax roll. There he is. Damn. Well, got it. Okay, so um, this thing comes screaming in. Matt, I need you to make a wisdom save as it uh, eyeballs you with its uh, giant red eye. Wisdom. Is this like you're just, I mean, first uh, acrobatics check for the dwarf. Um, and now hey, wisdom save for the barbarian. It's just the way life is sometimes. Oh! Boom! How about that 19 wisdom save? A 19 is just barely a success. Uh, so you are, you are not afraid. <laughs> this round. <laughs> it was close. It actually was close. Um, <clears throat> I don't right. know why I thought that was so funny. So this thing uh, oh dear. <laughs> comes flying in. 
And you know what? It's going to try to bite Crux. Why not? Why the fuck not? Bite Crux. Right. Yeah. He's not, He's actually not that useful on the ship at all. So we can just take his well, ship if he dies. You, yeah. The only time he's been with you guys in a fight, he was poisoned. He drank, drank so much alcohol. He's actually not that bad normally. But anyway, Big Mama tries to uh, bite him. A 17 oh is going God. to hit. <laughs> she does 51 piercing damage to him, which is, Holy a, shit. Which is a good deal. <clears throat> and uh, he needs um, to... Guys, him. I'm only 6th level. I, I, I don't think I leveled up high enough to join this campaign. Um, <laughs> give me a few minutes. And she swallows him. He is now swallowed. <laughs> All right, he just she, this thing just swallows him whole. Uh, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> that was great. It couldn't have gone better. All right, and then uh, and then yeah, kind of how like, far are we out from the ship? Can we? Is there any way to that we could possibly outpace this thing to get back to the ship? Um, you can use your action to move ten feet. Uh, you're fifty feet away. Okay. Okay, because uh, yeah, I'm the one. I'm the one. Yeah, all right. All right, we go through the rest of the time. Everybody else is no longer surprised. And, and it comes back. It gets it, to attack again. Now it's going to come back around. Well, first, though, uh, let's see. It, oh, yeah, um, this thing gets partially digested. Uh, watch his face gets digested a little bit. 10 hit points worth. Oh, all right, and yeah, it comes uh, screaming back in. You know what? Uh, everybody just roll a d20. Lowest, uh, highest roll gets gets attacked. Well, don't tell us that. <laughs> Dang. Jesse's got a 15 so far. Mm, not looking good. Need a roll from Brax. Oh, oh an 18. Oh. <laughs> Way to come in clutch, Brax. You're handy already. Practice did not <laughs> last long. We <laughs> barely, <laughs> barely knew ye. It's not going well. Yeah. A 27 to hit. For <laughs> <laughs> 51 piercing damage. Is that going to hit? Is that going to hit? Is there anything you can do? I guess is what I'm trying to say. You got any kind of reaction you can use? Take half damage, maybe? Limit was it who rolled the lowest or highest? It's highest. you, bro. That's you, Brax. You just it's got me? shit. Yeah, it's a twenty-seven to hit, fifty-one damage. Yeah. Of course, the one moment you asked me to roll the highest to take the hit, that's when I actually <clears throat> roll decent. So, um, uh, I there's nothing I can do. I, I got forty-eight hit points, so I no react, no reaction spells or anything. Nope. Okay, it just bites the dwarf in half and. And uh, uh, sits there munching on him. Yeah. And so that was my cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Torx, what would you like to do? What the oh, hell goodness. is going on? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't make that. I didn't make this up. This is not me. So uh, yeah, I'm. Uh... I can't even pull the uh, Princess Lana thing in the new movie, being like with the force. Uh, uh, 
I'm being drawn back. No, I'm dead. I'm gone in two halves. <laughs> Not in two halves. You didn't get swallowed though, because it's it's still chewing on uh, Crux. I'm. That's so I have a feeling that boat. being swallowed was better than being cut in half. Yeah, no, is he within? Is he <laughs> is he still within uh, touch range? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's right there, close. It's kind of like uh, gnawing on the dwarf a little bit. It's got a little bit of armor stuck in its teeth. It's trying to get loose. All right. Oh. In that in that case, uh, I point my fizzle stick at the dwarf and fire a little dart into him uh, with some of my organic mending. Okay. I really hope that wasn't any window. There's a little puff, and then it pokes into your neck. All right. All right. I hope it had some regeneration in there. It did. It had five points of healing. I rolled a one. You're welcome. All right, so now you have five hit points, Brax. And I have no lower half of my body. <laughs> And uh, and then Rafe sitting, then Rafe sitting on my shoulder uh, points his uh, weapon at the at the big shark and fires. All right, roll me a d4 when you get back, Brandon. All right, a okay. ten. I'm assuming is going to miss. That will miss. It's big, but it's got a, like a tough hide, so it kind of bounces off the hide. Yeah, d4. All right, Torx is done. All right, your left leg is gone, just above the knee. All right. There we go. Okay, but uh, there's a scab there now, thanks to Torx. Okay. Dong Dong. I guess I'm going to Ruiz. Uh... Oh, I guess first of all, I'm going to Rage. All right. Second so sprout a tail. <laughs> Which, of course, means I close my mouth hole. Um, that's always first step. And then I guess I'm going to row like a son of a bitch to move us 10 feet closer to the ship. Okay. You see, uh, Miller time and the, uh, the other, uh, had those, you like, like saying, no, don't come this way. <laughs> the deck of the ship. <laughs> I like, you know, mime at them to like, you know, fire the, shoot the thing, shoot the thing. You know? <laughs> Is the ballista fixed? Yeah. Crazy. The thing just swallowed the Commodore. We're not doing that. Shoot the ballista. I mean, seriously. Give us a shot, man. They're on the ship. They can't fire the ballista. Commodore's in his belly. They don't really see you. Uh, All right. Commodore Crux, he is down, but not dead. He's going to attack this thing from the belly of the beast. Good. Uh, Disadvantage because he's restrained, but uh, he's going to attack anyway. Take on it. Ooh, a twenty. He hits. Oh, and a double seven. Mm. Uh, it it makes some kind of grumbling noise. You can tell it's having trouble digesting the the uh, commodore. Huh. Poor thing. Does anybody have some? Uh... Chaopectite. Mastarde, your gift friend has uh, become lunch for this giant shark creature. Space shark. 
Uh, not, not the commander. <clears throat> so I'll uh, use my bonus action to hunters mark him. All right. It's easy to do. He's easy to see out here now. Easy to see. I'll take Look aim at that. My Look at that. Fire free volley. gift in his mouth. Oh, 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 man. That's a good time for it. Yeah, that's a good crit right there. That's 40 damage, looks like. Yeah. And I'm going to, on a hit, I'm going to activate Astral Spark and Favored Foe. For a d6 plus three. So for, I guess, six more damage. All right. Yeah, you uh, you blew a chunk off the side of this thing. So going back to our earlier conversation, we're looking to free a gift from the mouth. That's right. <laughs> That's yes. what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I will take aim. And fire again. 20. Or 17. Yeah, this thing's... You're hoping it has a gift-free mouth soon. All right. Uh, man, you... Uh, yeah, that, you did some damage. The thing is hurt. He was pretty close range, and he's, you know, 80 feet long. All right. Anything else? Uh, probably it, I suppose. Unless no, you want to take a step it. forward and point towards the ship. No, sure. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Right, Tome Bellow, you're, uh, well, you have five hit points now if you want to add them to your character. All right, so I'm actually still on the boat. I didn't, like, float away, right? Yeah, you didn't right. get swallowed. Mm -mm. Okay, so let's see. Um, I got five hit points, so... The world is your, well, spell. space is your oyster, I guess. Hmm. Let's see. There are space oysters. I've seen those. I'm uh, going to uh, do a mirror image. Do a until defensive. I can uh, collect my uh, thoughts. Because, you know what? This is still a dream. And um, I still have no idea what's going on. So I'm going to do this to survive until I can figure it he out. He just bit your bloody leg off. You're not dreaming. <laughs> I mean, you right. haven't dreamed that yet? There's only right. a flesh wound. You are. Let's see what I can do. I'll use that, I guess, for concentration for right now. So you're concentrating on. Oh, you don't have to concentrate on uh, mirror images, right? Never mind. Mm -mm. All right, so you're mirror imaged. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. I of thought years. the drunk people were supposed to see double, not us. Right. Aha! I can control my dreams sometimes. Oh, but this hurts way more than my other dreams ever felt. Danny, you get your mic up. I still see you have a seven zero hit points on your token, though. Oh, for me. Sorry, need to switch that. All right. Uh, okay, it's Big Mama's turn. Oh, oh boy. No. Let's see what Big Mama can do. All right. Big Mama tries to hit Dong Dong with the scary ray again. What? 
Well, let me make sure she can do that, honestly. Uh, she might not be able to hit you since you already made your save. Nope, she can hit you again. Yep. She lays <laughs> the beam down on you. It's a wisdom saving through. Yeah, I'm guessing that doesn't make it. No, so you are frightened. That means you're not going to be able to row, row, row the boat next turn. Aww. And it, uh, she swims over to the guy with the giant boomsticks, and she's going to try and crunch him and the stick together. Oh, no. Uh, 22 to hit. That'll, that'll do it. All right. 46 damage, and let me see if you get swallowed or not. No. She can only have one thing in her belly. Yeah, but if if uh, she finished eating him, then uh, she could do it. But he's still uh -huh. got he still got about three hit points left. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, marvelous! All right, um, and uh, yeah, she's just going into almost in feeding frenzy here. You feel like she's she's right at the tipping point of getting really angry and dangerous. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. It's been fine so far. <laughs> and she's just, just nibbling you guys to see what you're about so far. Yeah. Mm. Torx. If only a raging <laughs> dong would attack it. <laughs> uh, Torx uh, holds his hand up to his, to his face plate and goes, and these little things pop out of his shoulders mm -hmm. and, uh, and illuminate Big Mama with targeting lasers. Is that your version of fairy fire? Yeah. Lasers. Nice. Targeting lasers engaged. All right, it's a dex save. Yeah. All right, what's your DC? 15. 15. Oh, she just misses with a 14. Yes. All right. Mama is lit up like a giant Christmas tree. And then I say, Rafe, get her! Let's see, there should be like a fairy wing thing or something on here somewhere. Fairy fire. Mm, let's do the fire token. All right, <clears throat> what's Rafe gonna do? He fires a 24 for 14 force damage. All right, does he, is this, does he have disadvantage because he's in, uh, uh, with a melee range of her or does he probably but then the fairy fire would have given him advantage so yeah. it'd be a straight roll all right so the hits 14 damage and big mama is bloodied and angry now oh and she gets pushed five feet away oh no not five feet <laughs> <laughs> hey i gave us a little breathing room there guys All right. You always need uh, that with the E1 call, Big Mama. Double D, you are frightened. And let me see. Let me see what all it says here. So how long does that last? Uh, da, 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 you are frightened of the scaver until the start of your next turn. Oh, until the start of okay. its, its next turn. Uh, so that just gives you like disadvantage on attacks against it and things like that. Oh, so I can still attack it? I believe so, yeah. Oh, of course, it's it's ten feet away. Oh, hmm. I guess I'll just row then. All right. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Twenty feet, thirty to go. 
I would have attacked it if it had been close, but... Sorry, I didn't mean to blast it away. I thought that'd be a good thing. Commodore Everybody Crocs. side-bagged Crocs. You hear, you hear a muffled <laughs> of rage from the Crocs in there. As he uh, swings. Good night. He hits it twice. Does another 14 damage. He's just chopping away on there on the inside. <laughs> For Commodore. All right. Interesting tactic to attack the creature from inside. Hmm. Colonel. So what what Ant Man should have done to Thanos. He went full full Drax on him. You've got Drax. uh, Yeah. All right, Colonel Mustardi, you have uh, bite marks over three quarters of your body. Not excited. All right, so with Fairy Fire, I have advantage. Yes. All right. Well, I will take aim and let loose a musket shot. 25. For seven. Why did it not? That was the... Uh... It feels like you did a lot more damage last time when you shot at it. It, it uh, didn't include my Hunter's Mark, Astral Spark, or Favored Foe. That's weird. Yeah, that was real weird. Should, uh, should you just roll them? Did you have it checked? I have them checked, yeah. That is weird. What, roll your, just roll your extra dice, I guess. Well, it's did the D8. D8, I mean the 25 hit? 25 does indeed hit, yes. All right, so it's a D8, a D6, and plus three. So, All right, so 16. Yep. All right. And then I will fire a second shot. 16 for 12. Yeah. Big Mama is uh, in big pain. All right. Uh, Brax. All right. Brax is uh, going to uh, moonbeam this thing. All right. A moonbeam in space. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm sure there's some type of celestial body that can do it. Okay, that just sucked. I ever told you about Pagius the Wise. All right, so he has to make a constitution save. Uh, Misses it, though. 14. So it takes seven moonbeam damage. Yeah. Um, Go down to climatics, but oh well. All right. Anything else? That's always got. All right. Somebody's going to summon a bear on top of it so we can be hucking bears and moonbeams. <laughs> That's right. If the All Mothman right. were here, he could summon like a, an insectoid bear. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Crux takes three damage from the 2d10, but all he had was three hit points. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's no longer blocking the gullet of Big Mama. Uh oh, yeah. She comes in for a, a double dong. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming for it uh, and attacks him. A twenty-three to hit. 
Uh, see, probably, but I get to roll a d8 and add that to my AC. See if you it blocks it. Yeah, that's, that's the advantage of having the tail. As a reaction, oh. I can roll a d8 and add that to my AC. If I... Ooh, nice. That did not work. Uh, I don't know. All right. I mean, potentially, if I'd rolled a six or higher, it would have. Actually, if I'd rolled a seven or an eight, it would have. Yeah, it could have made the difference. All right. Well, now I need you to make a dexterity save and take forty-two so how damage. Much, yeah. Does no, he take, take half damage for rage? I'm not going to no. take forty-two. You're going to take forty-two because your rage dropped. You didn't attack anything last turn. If you don't attack something on your turn, your rage drops. Oh. Yeah, if you don't attack or take damage. Yeah. Know that. That sucks. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't have the tail anymore either. Then I mean. Oh, okay. You don't have it. Yeah, your that's part of the thing. Got it. Yep. No, uh, nobody told me that. So that's. So why did you should make a dex? We need to make a dexterity save to see if you get swallowed. Yeah. It's just it's going to be a failure unless you've got anything to uh, redo it or anything like that. I mean, you can rage once you get inside and just go Savage Claws and claw your way out. Yeah. yeah that's true, too. Mm. If you okay. do 25 damage, she spits you out. She slurps up Dong Dong, swallows him whole. All right, somebody tell me next time that you lose rage in certain circumstances. All right. Torx. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm out of innuendos. Anyway, Dong Dong got just got eaten. <laughs> okay, swallowed whole. <laughs> Bitch. Um, you see, uh, Commodore Crux in there. He's like lifeless. He'll... So, um, let's see. Dang it, she's right next to me. So. So all the, all that another creature has to do, like to interrupt the rage, is to like do something like frighten you, or, or, or not frighten, but like make you incapable of attacking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold your um, Yeah, it's ten feet. I mean, five feet away. I could have attacked it. I mean, I guess get thrown at it. All right, I I point my fizzle stick at her, and these will be normal attacks because they're ranged, and then that's right. The advantage, and then the disadvantage. I'm going to fire Scorching Rays out the end of my fizzle stick. So a 19 for 5. That's a bad roll. 15 for 13. That also also hits. For 13, you get the Arcane Firearm damage the second time? Mm. Oh, these are are Scorching Rays. Yeah, but do you get the Firearm damage every time? Let's see. Uh, Arcane Firearm... Nope, just to one of them. It's only a seven on the second one. Yep, and then a 13 for the last one. 13 is gonna miss. Alright, and then Rafe will add his little pepper shot. A 14. Huh. 14 is gonna miss. All right. uh, I feel useless here, guys. 
You you did damage to it. I did. Not much. All right. Dong dong. All right, dong dong. You're in the belly of the beast. Yeah, I'm gonna rage again. Okay. And yeah, this time I am gonna sprout claws. All right. So you're inside of it. Right. I'm gonna say the fairy fire doesn't help you, so you're still disadvantaged to attack because you're restrained. You can't see the fairy fires on the outside. Targeting lasers that penetrates the skin. Look, there's there's enough swallowing dong dongs. You can leave the word penetrate just out of the equation for now. That would be great. <laughs> <All right>. Seventeen <laughs> or seven. Uh, yeah, it hits, and uh, you feel the whole thing shiver and quiver and uh, go limp. And you dong dong slowly slides out. Well, I'm going to grab Crux on my way out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the mouth of the beast. It goes limp and the dong dong slides out. Come on. <laughs> and you were saying I shouldn't <laughs> say penetrating. <laughs> I didn't say penetrate. You did. Again. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, so dong dong slides out, followed by Commodore Crux. And Crux is tangled up with the body of something else too that apparently has just swallowed at some point. Yeah, so I got one like I just got like my like my little extra appendage you know, wrapped mm. around Crux. I was like sliding out of it using my claws, you know, scraping down its tongue to slow me down. All right, because uh, I feel like then that's disgusting. Crux is at at the zero hit points. He's just floating there, basically dead. And there's a dwarf, a skeletonized dwarf, floating in there as well. Some kind of armor on or something yeah i'll grab both of them with my uh, my appendage all right if uh if we're outside of initiative or at least when i get my next chance to act i'm going to try to dart uh commodore crux for some organic mending yeah you can do that all right we are out of initiative i'm cutting off that thing's eye stalk taking it with me too okay Uh oh no all right, twice I've rolled organic mending and twice I've rolled a one. Well, Crux is still alive. You got him in time. That's good. Just... Yeah, Boys, I, I tell definitely... you, that's that's probably the fourth worst situation I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't and worried for the, a and second. the other three were for your mother. <laughs> okay. Well, this was Big Mama. Worst situation was definitely your mother. <laughs> oh, I need a drink. All right. The uh, let's see. You bring the uh, skeletonized dwarf as well. Mm-hmm. Brax, you recognize that's your mother's skeleton. I'm just kidding. It's not. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> it's, no. it's just your, it's just your uh, dad. Of course, that would look like my mother's skeleton in my dream. All right. Shit, what was I drinking before this? She had such a lovely beard. She uh, did. It was beautiful. It was golden brown. There. Uh, so this thing is wearing like this bulky suit that has a helmet that completely encases the body and uh, completely encases the head, rather. Um, let's see. Um, Basically, it's really just the suit with a skeleton inside of it, for you know, for being honest. Mm. All right. Dibs on the suit because I pulled it out. <laughs> I say as I reform my mouth hole. 
All right. Well, if you wear the suit, you're going to always have to have two arms and two legs. Um, but I mean, it's not like Brax could could wear. It. He's only got one leg. He's got one. He's got one one and a half. He's gonna have a peg leg pretty soon. He'll be fine. Tors can give him some kind of nice robotic leg. Oh yeah, Tors could make him a leg. <laughs> Torx is just standing there like, huh? What? Uh, Torx. No, I probably already tried to cast mending on his leg, and it didn't do anything. <laughs> Hence, it's, make a prosthetic. This always works for me. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited about his new robotic leg now. Mm-hmm. I'm a, little, a little jealous of you molecularly stable creatures sometimes. All right. So you make it back. What do you mean molecularly stable? I'm losing half my leg. It's a little more than half. It was above I mean, the knee. What worth it. How many planets have you conquered? Commodore Crux lets you, tells you it's not a problem. I've only We've been got- on one planet. I've got a couple of peg legs in the in the cargo. We can just chop half of one of them off, for make it dwarf size, obviously, and and you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Plus, we got this new shiny suit you could fit into. Maybe yeah. I don't know if you I'm going to give it to him or not. Yeah, if you if he wears that suit, that we could store half of his stuff in the left leg. Oh, I'm sorry, that was. <laughs> 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 Right. That's smart. Do you guys want to? Uh... Could could we not just take the uh, the shin bone of the dwarven skeleton and make a peg um, leg out of that? Yes, let's not forget. That. Let's we not forget. We're harvesting steaks off this thing, so I harpooned that sucker with the grappling hook to drag it on into the ship. Oh yeah, we gotta oh, totally fine. take this thing with us. We're making I'm steaks. Just so glad the steaks don't involve the other half of my leg. Uh, I mean, it's probably in there. We might be able to reattach it if we find it. I mean, your leg's floating around somewhere. It might be in the belly. (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't looking for it. It's just chum right now. It's basically, (laughs) yeah. All right. So, uh, yes, you do uh, get a look at that uh, suit. It is what uh, those in the know call a fish suit. Uh, It covers your entire body. Uh, while you're wearing it, you can breathe an airless environment uh, for, I think, an hour. I'm already Let's immune see. to poison. Uh, renders you immune to harmful gas and grants you a swimming speed equal to your walking speed while underwater and a flying speed equal to your walking speed in an environment with no gravity. So, so like, it's like a space suit that also functions as a diving suit. Yeah. So like if you're in void space... And it's and dwarf-sized. Well, yeah, it's magical. So, like the uh, the Kevlar mesh that it's made out of will stretch, and it has uh, it has straps and stuff that you can use to ratchet it down for a smaller size, that kind of thing. So, I wouldn't be able to use my natural weapons like claws and my tail and stuff while we're suit. You would, I mean, but then it, it would never work again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somebody oh, else. Spicy. Can have, somebody else can have this <laughs> thing. This is going to be a very specific use item. It's not something you wear all the time. So we'll I've just... thought about it, and I don't really want it. You, anybody could wear it all the time if they wanted to. Mm. You can certainly wear it all the time. Give it, you, give it to you the half wear armor over it. Give it to the half-legged dwarf we just met who seems to think that he's in a dream. Well, it would I mean, be useful. I... It would be useful for me because 
Uh, I don't breathe, and I'm, I have advantage against poison anyway. Yeah, yeah I, I'm already poison. immune to poison. I mean, you can give it to the monk, the monkey monk guy. If nobody else wants it, we oh, can yeah. figure out. We can figure out who. Can uh, the dwarf's going to take it because you know what he has recently experienced the uh, the thing where you can't breathe for a while. So he's all on, about on the rock. Breathe. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and actually, we didn't fight a shark. You actually ate your leg while you were stranded on that rock for so long. <laughs> oh, no, I very clearly remember my dream. I didn't eat my what? leg. My leg was <laughs> severed, but... No, you had to eat your leg. Because this thing, yeah. you were suffering, like, hysteria, and you just dreamed the whole shark thing. <laughs> you can't be hysterical <laughs> in a dream. Serious, serious question, though. Serious question. If we find your leg and it's in a state beyond which it can be reattached, can I eat it? <laughs> I mean, if, as long as there's some type of compensation, yes. He's well, giving you a spacesuit. I'll let you watch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys Not read? So I had That's read the some whole... sick thing you want to have fulfilled while you're eating it. <laughs> you do get the suit. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I get the suit, then okay. If uh, I can't yeah, okay. catch the weights, so. the, the suit for your leg. If we find it, fair deal. All right, Matt, okay. roll me a roll me a perception check. Twenty one. Yes, you you find the leg. <laughs> it is it is ruined beyond all usage for a dwarf. Well, I eat it. Okay. It tastes what, like what, what, what that what that actually entails is I open up an, a big enough opening and just like suck the whole thing in, and he gets to watch it slowly. Oh yeah, digest in your ooze. Yeah, mm, nice. Maybe this is a fever dream. And then when I'm <laughs> and then when I'm done, I just you know spit out the leather bits. No, I'm just kidding. I eat those too. I eat everything. <laughs> All right. What the hell are you? Um, about that time, as, I'm a plasmoid uh, barbarian. What the hell are you? As y'all I'm are a dwarf. <laughs> about that time, as y'all are he cutting just the fillets. Just has laid off in his first stream uh, after big... drink whatever the hell I drink. Uh, I still don't know what it was. Lay off the fentanyl, dude. All right. As y'all are cutting the last hey. of the fillets off, of Big Mama Topola flies up. <laughs> Finally got that sentence <laughs> out. That was hard. <laughs> says, I feel like she set us up. She says, "Wow, you guys, that was amazing. Well, it wasn't all amazing. Some of it looked pretty painful. Sorry about your leg, fella. Anyway, I had an idea. Um, I knew a fella named uh, Grimzod. I say I know him. We dated briefly. I, I ended it, obviously, not him. But um, <clears throat> he's sort of a pirate. But um, you know, he's but he's got like a few ships. You know, so he's not like a crappy pirate." Anyway, I was into anyway, um I just thought maybe uh since he owes me a favor, uh maybe you could uh connect with him and he might could help you guys out. Yeah, where can we find him? Um well he's got a small fleet of ships uh, not too far away. I can point you towards it. Uh she pulls out a little map of the area and, and marks where it is and hands it to you. 
And how do we get him to not attack us and pirate us? Oh, just mention me. Say, so, uh, wave, you know, you wave the uh, the old white flag um, when you first see them, and then um, when they approach, say you want to speak to Garganhill and Topolis, ain't you? But you broke up with him, so are you sure that's going to be sure it's going to work? Oh, we parted on the best of terms, but it was definitely my decision that we stopped going out. <laughs> so what was this guy's name again? Because I had Grimzod, and then you just called him Garganhill. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, you know, it, it's, well, it says, he uses both the names. Oh, well, I guess that's his last name, yeah. It's, his name is Grimzod Garganhill. It's a lot. I just called him Gigi. But he probably wouldn't like it if you did. Isn't Garganhill, isn't he the one who tried to catch the smurf? No, that's Gargamel. Oh, it must be his brother. It could be. G-R-I-M-Z-O-D, Grimzod. Or his dad. Garganhill, G-A-R-G-E-N-H-A-L-E. Garganhill. See, I've decided in this campaign, I'm going to act the part of a barbarian and not write anything down. (laughs) Right. Anyone who wants to can make an insight check when she's telling you about Gigi. All right. Except for Jesse, because he's not at his desk. I'm feeling very insightful with my eight. I'm feeling even more insightful with my deuce. The colonel doesn't keep notes. We have a walking, talking computer to do that. There you go. All right. Uh, the one-legged dwarf. One-and-a-half-legged. Whatever. You think uh, maybe she's not telling all the truth about uh, her being the one that ended the relationship, but it might be rude to say so. Uh, this is my dream, so Tombill <laughs> is like, bullshit. <laughs> no, wait. No, no. Come on. What do Please, you, no. What do you, what do you mean, BS? I just like I just slap him in the face with my ganglia and say, "I'm sorry." He's disoriented from losing so much blood. He's like spouting off words like Tourette's. Did you just touch me with a ganglia? <laughs> no, I slapped you with my ganglia. And if you don't shut the fuck up, I'll do it again. Offsides. This is the worst fucking fever dream ever. <laughs> this. This plasmoid is cursing you out while you can still see your boot and foot being digested inside of him. <laughs> Damn. You should have threatened to eat his other leg. I don't threaten. <laughs> All right. She says, um, I mean, if it would make you feel better, I could, I could go with you until you meet him. So, you know introductions or whatever. I mean, not that I want to see him, but I mean, it's okay. <laughs> well, how will you get back to your tower? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe like one of his, one of his ships can give me a ride back. Maybe he will. I don't know. We'll work it out. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Why am I making decisions? I'm the barbarian. I'm shutting up. <laughs> you say that every uh, session and you just, Continue to talk every session. You are the conqueror. You you controlled an entire planet. I did conquer an entire planet. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but where are you now? He's digesting your leg. <laughs> That's where he is. <laughs> you conquered a planet and you get to digest my leg. What the hell? 
currently making you my bitch. <laughs> what did I do to <laughs> that planet to deserve one, this? One appendage at a time. One appendage at a time. Would you like to play a game? All right, so oh. I guess we'll take her with us to go talk to the guy. Yeah, okay, cause, awesome. Because bringing a, a uh, clingy ex-girlfriend is always a good way to get in good with somebody. <laughs> I, just don't, I don't understand the interpersonal dynamics. Yeah. Well, she says, cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go uh, the spell jamming helm. I'll, I'll, I'll fly us there. She yeah. walks off. It needs some fixing. You guys waited until it uh, it started working again before you left, so it should be good. And Torx fixed the one arm that kept falling off. So, all right. Well, before we go off to meet ex boyfriend, can we like long rest and heal up and some other things? I mean, some of us. Lost appendages, a lot of blood. Uh, Crux was almost digested. No, there's not time for that. There's time for a short, a short rest. Yay, short rest! Woohoo! Wow, fuck these short rests. Yeah, Danny's <laughs> like you will do three encounters back to back to back every time. <laughs> Look, I'm just following the book. The book is the asshole. I'm just <laughs> reading the words. I mean. You can blame. I can give you the, the people's names who wrote it. You can blame them. Yeah, but everyone always shoots the messenger. That's true. Time honor <laughs> tradition. Yeah. You're not supposed to, but you do every time. Yeah. I mean, if you don't mm. shoot the messenger, who are you going to shoot? Yeah. You know, they're the one delivering you the asshole news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Look. I mean, look. I, look at it this way. I'm this... just a diplomat declaring war. Did Killing. you get attacked? Did you get attacked? At the beginning of the session, sort of, but I, I gave you, I gave you almost a full dwarven healer. I gave you a dead dwarf with a magical suit on, and Wait. I let Crux come back. Hold on, most alive. The, I feel like the, you didn't give us any of those things. Did, it's just in the book. <laughs> did the dwarven healer actually do any healing? No, no, I believe I, I did. Yet. No, not a bit. I believe we were floating in space and he decided we need more moonbeams. Yes. <laughs> not, not an ounce. Of hey, he also, uh, my he first also action made. was do something about getting bitten in half. That was my first option. He so, made illusionary copies of himself. So oh, yeah. He, he made, like he made mirror images of himself. Y'all didn't do shit about me getting bitten in half other than, <laughs> oh, let's oh. not focus on him, but that's not let's true. Torx do something else. You. Torx healed you, and healed I killed you. the shark. Yeah, yeah. And, and you had five hit points left and didn't even heal yourself. Yeah, I have and... no idea that he healed me. I just knew that I came yeah. back, and I was just <laughs> tough enough to survive the situation. I mean, he can tell me later he did it, and I'm going to appreciate it, but all I knew is that I woke up. What's funny is the, is the dog is still, the is still flopping leg. out of his neck while he's talking. <laughs> yeah. Matt is eating my leg through this situation. So Tor- what do I have to Tor- go like, with from here? Can I have my can I have my my dart? Can I have that back? <laughs> so, first off, you traded the leg <laughs> for a suit, <laughs> so you're not How allowed the to hell get did I trade my leg. You, you can't be upset you about that. You made the deal. You said for, for some compensation. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. I didn't even have my leg anymore. I didn't trade my leg. He you already did. had it. And I was like, no, I'll take the no, suit. no, 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 no. We said you could have the suit, 
But if I find your leg and it can't be reattached, I give you that. If it can't be reattached, you let me. Hey, we need to go back to the record. That is that wasn't what the record states. Because <laughs> I don't remember agreeing to that. I'd rather have my leg than the suit. Well, no. no if it could have been it reattached, worked. if it could have been reattached, you would have had it. Yeah, but it I, couldn't. It I couldn't. Would it was, to, it was, I would have tried to weld it back on for you. It was specifically stated that when we found the leg, it was too mangled to be reattached, so I consumed hey. it. I would right. still rather have my leg, but if I can't have my leg, I'll at least have the suit. I mm, didn't trade yeah. a working leg for a suit. Plus, you're like you find out you're able to put all your rations and scrolls and stuff in that empty left leg, so it's, it's useful. Well, I mean that's at least a bonus, but okay. I still rather have a working leg. Instead of a hollowed out book, he's got a hollowed out boot. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but we, right. we found we found the leg, and it wasn't. Thing. Uh, like, unbeknownst to all of you, as you're up here arguing and like uh, Commodore Crux is trying to convince uh, Brax to let him attach one of these peg legs, you notice that you've been moving the whole time and you see no. dead, dead ahead, you see a cloud of debris that appears to be the drifting wreckage of several ships. Crux shouts, Two arms! Oh, as he's, he's right. holding up peg leg in each hand. Uh, uh, well, that's that's two legs. Oh, no, two. He throws them down. Now two arms. <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> he grabs a spyglass and looks through it. John, am I floating or crawling? I, I don't know. Don't, I usually don't advocate for this, but John needs another inspiration. I know. Yeah, he, yeah. He gets another inspiration. Yeah, you know, I have two two inspirations. I mean, can, uh, I, I mean, had this. That was just. That was good. I mean, holy shit! Just mark somewhere that you have two inspirations. Never in the rest of his life will that ever work again. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So, so Commodore, the Commodore looks through his spyglass. Looks like three flying fishes, three lampreys, two squid ships, and two star moths. Uh, two arms. So, do we just take short rest now? Is that how this works? You, you can, yeah. <laughs> But if no, you want to spin like... hit dice, you got to do it manually oh. by, by clicking the hit dice button, and it'll it should do it. Oh for you. gosh! Gotta roll the All fucking right. two. All right, everybody, want to roll perception checks as you're uh, approaching? <sighs> Not particularly, but I. Uh, Topa comes up. Uh, a critical success for the guy that didn't even want to roll it. <laughs> Twenty-two. <laughs> Hesitant perception. Excuse me. A 22, a 22, a 14, and a 12. All right. You notice right away that uh, all of these appear to be um, wreckage. They're appearing, coming closer. Uh, Topola comes up as you guys are floating, floating close to them. She recognizes um, several of the ships, the flying fish ships, the lampreys, and the squid ships as about half of Garganhel's fleet. Um, as you get closer, you realize that the star moths are definitely astral elven ships, just like the one you tangled with, you know, several days ago when you were first leaving the planet. Are they also Rex? They are. Yep. Those damn Smurfs. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. As you uh, slowly, slowly kind of uh, go through there, making your way carefully. You see a uh, blood red pirate flag drifting in space and it becomes snagged on the ballista of the second wind. 
fly that thing up. All right, you guys can do that. Is it, is it wise to declare ourselves pirates? And with the Commodore on board. Yeah, put something in that mouth hole of yours. <laughs> Only right. close the mouth hole for battle. Uh, you keep you keep going and you see a couple of uh, human corpses drifting. They drift close and bump against the ship's hull as you're going through there. Are they close enough for me to snag and consume? Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. They're, like, they're about to like bounce off the hull. Yeah. All right, I'll grab one of them. All right, as you reach down to grab, they both start moving and uh, scrabble up the side of the ship. What? Oh, hello. Um, you immediately recognize that these are vampires. What? One of them says, Jorgen, how you doing? <laughs> and uh, Tupla says, whoa, fellas. Uh, we're friends. We're we're coming to uh, CG. I mean, uh, Garganhell, Captain Garganhell, and uh, and uh, they just kind of stand there stunned at that point. Uh, one you of the... you see a growing puddle of of oil underneath Torx, uh, and he uh, sneaks off under deck. Okay. Uh, the uh, the one who you tried to snag to eat uh, lets you know, uh, Dong Dong. He says, "Oh." I'm uh, Dorgio Dali. This is uh, this is my friend uh, Vitalia Dagamore. We are mm-hmm. the vampires. Uh, we appreciate mm-hmm. the ride. I'm Dong Dong, and I will not remember either of those names. <laughs> oh well, uh, you can, uh, my name's Dorgio Dali. It's DD, like the Dong Dong. Ah, DD. That's what I'll call you, DD. Red is fine. We're looking for a, uh, how you say, new commission. Uh, since, you know, our old ships are destroyed. Um, if you need some help, we can swab the decks and bite the attackers and things. Oh, yes. Welcome, yes. A- yes. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Uh, Commodore Welcome says, aboard. Um, I DD and VD. Them, I won't have them working for me. Uh, I think they should be destroyed. What? Why? I don't, vampires are awful. You know, no, no one likes a vampire. <laughs> they can't be trusted. Look at them. They're very bitey. And you look over and both of the vampires are nodding. <laughs> From below decks, you hear Torque say, I agree. <laughs> say what? <laughs> I agree. What do you care? You're not even, you're not alive. So how can you be undead? Oh, what do you... <laughs> Vampires killed by the creator. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you kill his creator? Oh, gosh. Um, it depends. Uh, what did he look like? He was a gnome. <laughs> oh, I know. Dojo specifically eats zero gnomes. DD oh. doesn't eat gnomes. Uh, do you, uh, Vitalia? Oh, I've eaten a gnome or two, but, um, it's been a long time. When did your when did your friend Creator Man die? Recently. So not a long time. VD hasn't eaten a gnome for a really long time. VD has negative content. It doesn't matter. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if he's DD, you're VD. I'm sorry. I mean, I can call him Delphi. 
It's fine. I, I can't even have video if I can. It doesn't bother me. So whatever. Um, I, I don't even know what those things are. So shall we start swapping the deck or are you going to burn us? <laughs> I mean, I'm not the captain. This guy's the captain. Can we at least find out what happened here? Where is Gargamel and... Oh, yeah. It's good. It is. Crux says, if I'm the captain, we have to destroy the, we have to destroy the vampires. No vampires un under my... my well, can we question the vampires first, please? Can we talk to the vampires before we destroy them? No quarter for vampires. Very this is about quarter. This. this is about interrogation. Can you, can you control your friend, a compatriot here? I can't control you. So, <laughs> yeah, but you guys are both you. You guys are both gifts. So we we need to question. Look, I tell you what, Colonel. I, is he a gift or a regift? If you want, if you want yeah. to have VD. <laughs> And if, and if these vampires bite him, he'll be a recap. <laughs> that's true. If you want, if Colonel, if you want VD and DD and whatever else they might be carrying, that's fine. You can be captain. I'll just go and smoke my pipe. And he walks off downstairs. <laughs> okay. You're captain. You're captain. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I always knew this, uh, this combination would happen. At that point, the vampires just turn and look at you, uh, Captain. Congratulations. <laughs> Swab of the deck. So questions first. Sure. Zinga. I'm going to get some more drink. <laughs> so I'll start over. What happened here? And then where's Gargamel? Oh, yes. We were attacked by uh, the uh, ass elves. They, they hate us. We, uh, we fight them all the time. They keep destroying our ships, making life, well, you know, undeath. Shitty. Um, for DD and BD. Everyone else. I believe uh, Gargenhill went back to uh, hideout. Did you take us to the hideout? Uh, yes, I think your friend Topos, I know exactly where it is. I can take you there. But uh, we could help too. Um, we don't, we're, as long as you know, you don't make us do things during when the stars do close. We, uh, when the stars close, we work under below deck, yes. And then when not so much, we can work anywhere. Uh, we can buff the underside of ship, it doesn't matter. We can climb like the spider. <laughs> Oh, God. Two gold pieces a day is uh, all we ask, you know, maybe a little plunder here and there. Two gold pieces a day. Okay, okay. If that is too rich for the captain's blood. Um, <laughs> uh, it's way I too did, rich. All right, uh, sorry, it shouldn't say blood, but uh, oh, now I'm thirsty. Anyway, uh, we can work something out. Maybe a little, little plunder, a little loot. Uh, we, uh, If you have, have enemies that you need drained of blood for some reason, we could probably do that. <laughs> Is it just me, or should we keep him just so Danny has to talk like this? <laughs> I am slightly uh, for that. <laughs> I'm just doing an impression of a guy I work with. That's, <laughs> That's funny. As long as they're around, Torx is going to be hiding in a closet or something downstairs. <laughs> okay. Do we have cell? Uh, do we have cells on the ship? Yeah. So, anyone opposed? 
to just locking them up for time being? <clears throat> oh, sales. I thought you meant sales as in a sailing boat. No, like jail cell. A oh, brig. No. no, there's none of those. We don't have a brig? No. Uh, uh, that was a lack of foresight on your part, Captain. <laughs> I mean, I've only been captain for a minute. I don't know anything about this boat. Shut up, you Peter. You're you downstairs. You <laughs> should have foreseen that you were going to be promoted, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, man of my stature. Promotions get thrown at me all the time. Uh, captain of this, general of that. Um, I mean, if you ask them to stay below decks in one of the rooms there, they're fine doing that. But they also they they say if uh, you know if them being if they scare your your auto gnome, they're happy to stay out of his way as much as possible. Uh, I think for now you should, I think we should just sequester them in a room and have it guarded by the the monkey. By my lower time. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll say you're putting them in room nine downstairs. It's uh, in the cargo deck. It's, uh, it's down here. Well, yeah, let's just lock them in that for now until we reach Gargamel. Okay. Maybe useful in any kind of negotiation or discussion we have with him, returning some of his pirates. Right. It's also funny that our Tupelo yeah. friend didn't tell us that her boyfriend was a vampire. She's like, well, I didn't say anything about him being a vampire. I didn't say anybody that he wasn't. So <laughs> Clearly so, yeah. he withheld some information. Well, so my boyfriend was definitely not a vampire, but Gargan Hell might be a vampire now. You that were just very that could That could have so put a strain on our relationship. Oh, it could have. Oh, I'm, I feel for you. A lot I mean, of you hypotheticals. Could, you could see how that would. Anyway, I'm going to keep steering the ship, so. <laughs> <laughs> she goes you... back to the, the spelljamming helm. Okay. Just let me know if you need anything, Captain. <laughs> okay. Onward. Why is Jesse the captain? Yeah. Field promotion. Is... Field promotion. His Damn friend... His friend, the Commodore, said he didn't want to deal with it, and oh. so the Colonel could be the captain now. I'm not disappointed. I'm just lost in <laughs> catching up. <laughs> well, right. You were here the whole time the conversation was going on, Brandon, so I don't know what you're playing on your phone there, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's very important stuff. <laughs> that's, that's work email he's catching up on there. <laughs> sure it is. Jerk. Anyway, uh, just talking to his friend Diablo. I was going to um, say, it's Diablo for sure. Actually, no, I'm not playing Diablo right now. I'd be much more positive right now if I was. <laughs> well, um, as if that wasn't enough, you guys have to scare off some void scavers. Uh, regular sized ones, not the giant ones. They're just like some gray scavers, little smaller ones. Can we and just then... like... All right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you just fire a couple of, uh, I don't know, you know, Torx fire sticks or something at them and they run away. But then, uh, as you're you know you're leaving the wreckage behind, heading out towards Garganhell's fleet, a tiny ball of light appears over the bow of the ship, quickly flies around the mast, and settles a few feet above the main deck, changing colors as it hovers in place. In a soft voice, it says, "Lost are we? Maybe I can be of assistance." Oh God! 
Can we just roll initiative and skip is the it, whole conversation? Is, <laughs> I mean, is you, it, you can. Is it yeah. Navi? What? It's Navi from uh, Ocarina of Time. Mm. No, but I didn't get that far. Can make a nature or arcana check if they're if you're skilled in it. If you're proficient in it, you can make a nature or an arcana check. Oh, crap. I'm not skilled in it. Never mind. It's only yeah. DC 12. Well, I get a plus seven and I rolled a two. Use one of those 18 inspirations. What? All right. I'll use one. Uh, I'll use my bonus one. That way I can not because I'll forget about it otherwise. All right. A 19. Okay, you know this is a will-o'-wisp. Okay. Um, communicate that to the others. Um, is uh, you're, you're not friends with the vampires, are you? Oh, I was on Garganhel's fleet, if that's what you mean. Um, would you consider the vampires friends of yours? I don't know. I like to feed off of the life energy of the dying they leave behind. Okay. Um, if, you, if you want, I could show you their rendezvous point. Well, that would be most helpful. What would you require in return? To be able to stay on the ship until we get there. Let me uh, let me address the captain. Uh, I don't tell me about Willowbus. Don't know much about him. Do you uh, know yeah, I, I don't know what all you would say. Torx knows in his databanks. Um, let me see here. Mostly they're uh, tricksy undead to try to lure unwary travelers. There's a handout, so you can kind of see. Oh, little wisp. Screw that. <laughs> if you're familiar with Lord of the Rings, it's the uh, the magic lanterns of the the dead marshes. They lure you off mostly the safe path. From, uh, mostly going from myth and history. Yeah. Screw it. Um, <clears throat> well, I can't get the uh, thing's character sheet to pull up. There it goes. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, they do like to lure, lure unwary the unwary, um, but you also know that they do consume like life energy and such. So um, if it's you know if it just wants to get back so it can finish doing that, it's probably going to lead you in the correct direction. Um, yeah. Um, he, he, it also says I I could tell you more about the fleet and what happened here. That would help change your mind, or yes, good, good. So, um, yeah, I was with Gargan Hill's fleet. He made the mistake, the mistake of attacking a star moth a while back to uh, try and loot it, and the astral elves have decided to try and wipe out his fleet. I know so he's... You, were you were on board one of the ships we just passed. 
when they attacked? Oh, yes. It was quite destructive. I was full for quite a while afterwards, and probably will be. Full? Yes, full. What? If oh. uh, if you're looking for Gargan... Drink Hawkins, he's getting worse and worse. I, I know he needs know help. What. I know he needs help because obviously things aren't going well. Well, we're trying to find him. It would take about a day in this ship. I could lead you there. And you can get some, some rest. It looks like you need it. Um, I think if she's willing to guide us and, uh, and you uh, promise not to eat any of my friend's life force, we will accept your help. All right. What Although, if you must eat anyone, apparently the dwarf doesn't mind it. <laughs> I don't know. I've already been eaten. At least part of me has. So, no. Someone else <laughs> needs to sacrifice a limb at this point. So, All right. Um, okay, so you guys fly for about a day. You're going to get uh, a long rest. But uh, towards the end of that day, you are caught in a cosmic storm. Lightning flashes through dense blue and purple clouds, illuminating the silhouette of a galleon with torn, flapping sails. Ghastly mariners stand on deck and cling to the rigging, staring at you with unblinking eyes. Let me have a pictogram of this. Let me see. Let me see. I might. I might. Oh man, I was hoping I would, but I don't. All right. <clears throat> um, there's a picture in the book, so I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Let's, oh, here it is. Excellent. All right. Ooh. Uh, the, uh, the other ship, you come closer to the other ship. And when you get about 250 feet away, you see the galleon's captain steps into view, a pallid, white-haired man with a barred metal mask covering the lower half of his face. His left That's hand detaches, his left hand detaches at the wrist, skitters up his arm to his shoulder and waves at you with his fingers. Crux is up there with you. He sneers at the sight and keeps one hand on his holstered pistol. Vampirates. And that's the end of the chapter. Black Pearl. <laughs> I see into the chapter, so that's probably where we'll stop for the night. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, next time you go, where does fever dream ever? <laughs> to the vampires. <laughs> yeah, weird good though, right? We're good, yeah, but still, like, what the hell? I I think it's funny, just like you. This is probably the weirdest place in the entire adventure, and this is where where you as a player got got pulled in too. That's pretty funny. I mean. My character literally is like, this is a really messed up dream that he has somehow been drawn into and is like, whatever. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a captive audience until this dream is over. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Any, <laughs> any last words or thoughts before we uh, 
tell Craig to get out of here. Um, so, so to be clear, the enemy captain was unhappy that there were vampires, or we were saying that he is a vampire. Uh, Commodore Crux was was going, saying vampires when he saw the other ship. Gotcha. Yeah. The vampire so, waved at us. Yeah, the vampire captain. Well, his hand waved at you. His hand, yeah. Well, that's him waving. Sort of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So All this right. could be Garganhale, then? Yes. Okay, gotcha. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good bet. Let me see. If I have... Oh, yeah, if he'd left us, Murph's alive. Anyway, yeah, that's probably him, you think. All right, we will stop there, and we'll pick back up uh, next week with Chapter 6. All right. We'll be slipping until then.